Welcome to the first episode back with the podcast. I'm so excited that we're back and we're rolling um, and have just so many episodes to share with y'all and I'm so hyped. Um, Today's episode is honestly probably one of my favorites that I've recorded thus far because we have an absolute legend with us today. Um, Today we've got Caleb Murphy who is the communications and intern manager at Third Lens Ministries. Caleb is seriously one of the wisest humans I know and he has such a heart for the work that he does and the people that he does it with. I was super lucky to get to serve as an intern on Caleb's team and I swear all of the best things that I have learned about leadership and having a servant's heart I have learned from Caleb um, in my short but very impactful time interning with Third Lens. Um, So in this episode, we really dive into leadership, like following where Christ calls you and learning and growing with the people around you, and Caleb absolutely brings it. So without further ado, let's go ahead and hop right in. Awesome. Well, Caleb, I am so excited that you are on the podcast and excited to catch up with you a bit. So I guess just give an overview of kind of, you know, like what um, what has led to you to where you are now, like kind of a bit about who you are and what you've done um, in describing like your journey. Yeah. So I, I started my like leadership journey about seven years ago, um, but I'm currently in a spot where I get to do a lot of development for young leaders um, especially in college, um, college age. But um, how I got here was really just on a get God stepping in and um, giving me a lot, a lot of opportunities that I really wasn't ready for, um, which was really, really fun. So whenever you're not ready for something, you have to learn a ton. And um, that's really the position I was in. So I, I was putting that, put a lot in a lot of roles um, that I had to grow in a lot, um, grow and learn a lot in. And because of that, I really stepped into a lot of the leadership um, and everything that I have, I learned from somebody else, which is phenomenal. Um, but yeah, so that's that's where I'm at. Um, and right now I'm doing a lot of the um, leadership development for Third Lens in our culture and internship. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, if you didn't know, I was actually an intern with Third Lens. So that's kind of how I met Caleb. And so um, I really enjoyed my experience there, my time there. So Caleb, will you tell us just a little bit more about Third Lens, kind of what they do and your role there? Yep. So Third Lens, we are a nonprofit organization that really exists to support other nonprofits. Um, so I call us a ministry for ministries. And really what we do is we identify different um, organizations, ministries that will have what we consider to be an unlimited potential to do good. Um, so I describe it as, you know, there's always going to be another orphan that needs a home. There's always going to be another family that that needs um, care in a clinic. There's always going to be another refugee that needs a place to stay while they're getting um, their feet back under them. So what we do is we partner with these organizations um, that have that unlimited potential, but they've maybe they've reached their cap or maybe they they need to grow more. They need a building um, to be able to fulfill their full potential because um, we're all about fulfilling the full potential. And because of that, um, we, we come alongside and we basically take the burden of construction off their shoulders um, because if you're focusing on ministry, you're not really focusing on um, getting a construction degree, which is great. And um, so, so we handle that and, um, it really enables us to come alongside them and let them do what they do best while we do what we do best. And I, and I 
like I said earlier, I, I really take care of all the intern development. Um, so getting the right people in the right seat um, for the right amount of time, like that's my favorite thing about what I do. I get to develop others and tell our story, um, which is an amazing story. And I can't believe that I get to be a part of it. Yeah, it's really awesome. It's really cool how like y'all use interns and like really put them in the places that are going to be the best for them in order to get their personal growth, but also, you know, being able to like give back in whatever way works best for individuals and stuff. So I think that that's, that's something that's really awesome. Um, so, you know, obviously you're a leader in third lens, you've been leader in other capacities as well. So like, how would you describe leadership and like, what's something that you've learned about leadership through your faith? I know you kind of talked about stepping into a place where you didn't know if you were ready and kind of, you know, taking that faith into account there. Um, so I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah. So, my, my belief is that, you know, leadership is really just doing the right thing first. Um, so, I mean, everybody wants to be a leader, I think. Um, and even those who don't want to be a leader, you, you want to do something that matters. Everybody has, has a purpose. Everybody has a mission. Um, and I mean, one of the leaders that I really look, look up to the most is, um, Simon Sinek. He, He talks a lot about it. I'm a huge fan. And I, we, I know we've talked about Simon before, but he talks all about the why and leaders have the connection between where we are um, and where we're going. And really that the truth is, you know, anybody can say that they're a leader, but when you're a leader, people are following you. Um, so like if you're, if you're leading and no one's following you, you're just going for a walk. Um, so people have to be following you for following you for you to lead. Um, and because that has to impact someone, so it's about the people um, and leaders are going somewhere and people follow um, when they realize that they want to go there too. And the, the role of faith in that is, I mean, I believe and I'm convinced that Jesus was the greatest leader of all time. Um, if you look at any one leader that has been um, followed, any one leader that has had a huge impact has left a legacy um, I think it's, it's very hard to fight the fact that, I mean, Jesus started something that um, has lasted much longer than anyone else. Um, and he took a group of people who had no leadership training, um, who literally were, were not even thinking about being leaders or starting anything big. And he took them and he ended up making something that absolutely changed the entire course of eternity. Um, so with that, I mean, faith comes into it so much of, you know, leaders see what no one else sees. Um, and it's not necessarily about, um, it's, it's not about being the right person all the time. It's about asking the right questions and being the, being the right person for someone else. Um, because if you can, if you can lead someone, if you can be a friend, if you can, um, encourage someone, challenge someone, um, help them see what they aren't seeing yet, um, then you're a leader. And, and it's a lot simpler than most people think. It's not a role. Um, it's actually just a mindset. Yeah. Awesome. I love how you brought up Simon Sinek. I know like one of my favorite quotes is from him is like, people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Um, and I think mm -hmm. that that's something that definitely like with third lens, like you really instilled, I know, like in all of us as interns, um, my favorite things were definitely those 8 a.m. Um, conversations, just getting to, you know, pour into talking about leadership and just, you know, being good people. I think that that like is where a lot of leadership starts is just realizing, you know, 
it's not necessarily like about you as a leader. It's about, like you said earlier with like, if you're, if people aren't following you, like you're just going on a walk. And so you want to be that person that people feel like they can go to and they want to learn from. So that's awesome. So kind of going off that, like during my time as an intern, you talked a lot about, you know, that people first mentality and leadership and work, um, and kind of touched on it a bit, but can you tell us just a little bit more about that? Yep. So, I mean, leading as a people first leader, um, it really connects to your mission. I mean, anybody would do anything for someone. Um, and when, when you look at what you, what you do, it's a lot more about the people that are impacted by it. Um, at least, at least in my point of view, what you, what you do is a lot less important than who's impacted by it. And I had a conversation with our interns at the end of, um, the spring semester, where one of them was continuing on and three of them were, were moving on to their next step. And we had a conversation about, you know, what is, what, what is your legacy? What do you want your legacy to be? And the, the end goal and the end conversation was, um, you know, legacy isn't about what you do. It's about who's impacted by it and, and the result of how they pick it up. Because if you leave a legacy and it doesn't live past you, then that's not a legacy. Um, those are just actions. So when you think about that people first mentality, um, and I love what you said about, you know, when someone can come to you, when someone can come to you and you can be that person for someone, um, then you're able to be a leader, a mentor, whatever that word you want to use for it is, you know, you want to be a person um, that, that other people want to be around because when they want to be around you, then that means they want something that you have. Um, and I mean, there's a great story in the Bible about that of, you know, the, the picture of Elijah and Elisha. Um, and for people who don't know um, or haven't read the Bible, have, haven't heard that story, um, Elijah was a, a leader. He was a prophet. He did a lot of amazing things, and he did a lot of miracles, crazy stuff, talked before kings, crazy stories. But his, his follower, he had one follower that stuck with him the entire time, and that was Elisha. And um, really gets confusing. You know, they really could have chosen a different name, like Elijah. Oh, really? Elisha. Everybody <laughs> confuses it. It's not okay. Um, but I mean, uh, Elisha followed him. He wanted everything that Eli Elijah did. He wanted to be able to replicate that. And at the end of Elijah's life um, on earth, um, because in the Bible, he didn't die. He just got carried up in a chariot of fire, which is also crazy. Um, <laughs> but Elijah asked Elisha, what do you want from me? And Elisha said, I want a double portion of your spirit. And that, that statement confused me for a very long time. And then what I realized was Elisha, Elisha, the younger one wanted to be able to do what Elijah did, but take it beyond him. He wanted to basically take that get even more of it so he could do it better and he could carry that legacy on. And it wasn't about what Elisha wanted to do in his life. It's about what Elisha wanted to carry on from Elijah. And it's the personal side of it. Because if you don't see the people behind what you do, then you're going to get burnt out. You're going to get frustrated. You're not going to want to continue to do it because there's only so far you'll, you'll be willing to go just to get something done. But if, but there's, you know, stories and stories and stories about how far people are willing to go for one person, um, for a friend, for a family member, 
um, for someone that they see hurting, you know, the stories that everyone wants to hear, the stories that everyone wants to be a part of is about people who come in and see the person behind what they're doing. Um, and the greatest leaders see that person and identifies, I want to impact that kind of person. I want to make an impact that lasts beyond um, because people last much longer than ideas. They last much longer than um, something that you do because they carry that legacy on. Yeah, I love that. I love the story that you shared with um, Elijah and Elisha. Jeez, we just finished actually a um, sermon series on Elisha. And this kid came in and was like, I thought we were talking about Elijah like this whole time, but it was so funny. Yeah, it's um, like out of all the names, he, they, he definitely could have just changed something, like used a, a nickname or something, but no, it was just, just change two letters. Which I mean, I guess it's, it's cool considering... So considering it's like the whole like continuing the legacy and it's like similar but not being like oh like I mean I'm sure that's maybe not what they were going for but like the whole like oh it's like similar <laughs> but it's like this own person's yeah. like spin on like the what the original work anyway that's kind of off topic but um <laughs> okay so you mentioned a couple of people that you kind of like discussed um in terms of like how you look up to leadership but um who are some of the people that you've looked up to throughout your like educational and professional career and like you know like what have they taught you what have they been able to pour into you Mm. Uh, that's a great question. Um, more than I can count, but um, really just when it comes down to it, there's a massive amount of people who have poured into me and have, you know, seen the, seen the potential, um, even though it, it might not have been there in reality, um, who, who saw the potential and who spoke it out. And then because of that, I, I saw something in them that I wanted. I mean, it's the same same Elijah, Elisha thing of, you know, I saw a, a quality that they had that I knew I needed, or I knew I wanted. And, you know, all those leaders, they're, they're mentors, they're leaders, teachers, you know, there's people that you learn from at, at a distance, because I think you can have mentors that um, you don't know, which is, which is great. You know, every single book that you've read is, is someone who's mentoring you. I mean, they've, like if you think about the amount of time that people spend writing a book, um, if if you read that book, you were receiving that same amount of like, you know, coffee shop conversation um, that that you would usually have if you just had them as a mentor. But for me, um, in school at Auburn, you know, Mike Milford um, was a professor of mine who really taught me so much about how you communicate, how you talk to people, because so much of you know, leadership, so much of, um, you know, what, what I've heard you talk about on past podcasts about, you know, how, how do you communicate? How do you tell stories? How do you, um, how do you share, you know, new ideas and new things? Um, it's all about how you frame it. And he taught me so much about, you know, it's not necessarily about the specific thing that you're talking about. It's about how you talk about it. Um, because how you talk about it makes the most difference. You can bore someone um, or, or you can excite someone with the exact same content. It's all about how you do it. Um, and he has, I mean, Jocko Willink has this quote um, or has this principle that there's no bad teams. There's only bad leaders. Um, and Mike Milford has this quote of um, there, there are no um, boring subjects, only boring teachers. So like if you get the right teacher, like for calculus, I hate calculus. I can't do it. But like, <laughs> If you get the right one, it can be exciting. And I, I learned that of, you know, 
it's not necessarily about what you're doing. It's about how you're doing it. And, um, and with that, I mean, mentors and leaders that, you know, the qualities that you see in them are, they care about people. They want to develop others. My favorite leader that I will probably follow. Um, I would, I would follow him anywhere. Um, like he, he sees the potential in people and he'll, he'll go to the farthest length to develop that in them. And he's not even the most relational person in the world. Um, but he has the, the idea of, I see potential in someone and I'm going to challenge them so much in that. Um, and our executive director, Brian O'Neill, he, he is so focused on connecting people to the potential that they have. Um, and that's a challenge that I see of, you know, there's people that, you know, we look up to, there's people that we work under, people that we work with, that we learn different aspects from. And do we want to be a copy paste um, like version of them? No, but do we want to take value that they've given to us and multiply it? Like, I think that's like every single good leader um, is also a good follower. So when you're following well, that means that you're taking something um, that has like taking a direction that you're going in, taking a path that you're walking down and then, you know, multiplying it and making it wider, making it easier for people to come alongside, um, come alongside you, come behind you, follow you. And um, I think with that, there's a massive list of people. I wish, I wish I could just list them all. Um, but I mean, with that, what you learned from that and what I learned from that was that every single aspect, every single relationship, every single person that I'm around has taken something that they saw needed to be developed um, and praise God that they did and then poured it into me so that on the other side, I can multiply it out to um, however many you know interns, followers, whatever, whatever you want to call it um, are, are under my care. Mm-hmm. That's real strong. I really love what you talked about, like widening that path. And like, for me, a big thing that like I say all the time is like, I want to like give people yeses because like people have given me a yes and been like, yes, I've seen something in you or like, yes, let's make this happen. Let's, let's like take the time to like develop this and work on it. And so I really love what you said about widening the path and how like, basically like how like I think about it's like every time someone like says that yes or gives that yes or says hey like let's work on you like let's I'm going to invest in you and you know help you kind of maybe see the things you can and all those things it like does widen that path for you know us all to like be working better and moving forward and creating really great things so that's awesome Okay. So kind of going along that same conversations of leaders and, you know, how people are becoming leaders. Um, do you think that people haven't have to have that, you know, natural leadership quality in them or can people learn to be great leaders? Mm, That's a great question. Um, probably three or four years ago, I would have told you that leaders are born, not made. Um, and now I am completely convinced of the opposite. I will all carry that with me until the day that I die. Um, because leadership is taught all leadership is taught. Um, and leadership is how you think and how you act. Um, leadership is how you walk. I mean, talking about that path, you know, le- leaders, if, if you see someone walking down a path and they look like they have a purpose and they look like they're doing it well, and, and maybe they're making it easier for others to follow with them, like you're going to follow them because you know that they have something that, or they know something that you don't. Um, and, 
leadership is, is all about how you walk. Um, and you have to learn how to walk. Like every, everyone learns how to walk when they're a child. Um, and you learn how to focus direction. You learn how to pace it. You learn, um, what you do on the way. Like, how do you interact with things? How do you, how do you see things? And when it comes to leadership, you know, I think, um, there's, there's a lack of understanding of what leadership really is of leadership. Isn't telling people what to do. It's, it's actually modeling it and taking ownership of it. Um, and everyone learns leadership through what they experience. So you can have a, a bad leader and you can take that and say, oh, I want to be the opposite of that. Or you can have a good leader and you can say, okay, I'm going to do exactly what they did. I'm going to learn from that. Um, and, and all leadership comes from experiences and then how you apply it. So if you are under a great leader, but you don't apply what you learned from them, then you're not going to become a leader um, and, until you learn how to take ownership of that. And with, with that being said, I think that natural leadership quality that we see or, um, or that we've experienced, I mean, some of my best friends are so much more of a natural quote unquote leader um, than I am. And that comes from maybe charisma or a proclivity towards ownership. But some of the greatest leaders that I know don't have a natural charisma. Um, and maybe they haven't even developed their charisma, but they have a conviction. Um, and leadership is so much more about conviction than it is about charisma. Um, anybody can go to a conference and watch a charismatic leader um, talk and then walk away and forget about it. But if you have a conversation with someone that has conviction, then that's going to change everything. So conviction is developed over time by seeing the results of something or seeing the struggles that someone goes through or seeing a need in the world. And my passion for that is developing every single leader that I see, um, developing every single person that I come into contact with, because it's something that has to be cultivated. Um, and when you step into a room with someone, step into a conversation with someone, um, I'm a big fan of coffee. I am obsessed with coffee. It's actually a problem. Um, I love coffee shops because you slow down um, and you like you're, you're drinking something that that makes you want to speed up, but you're slowing down at the same time. Um, it's absolutely wild. But when you step into those kind of situations, you see people for what they could be and you see people for their ideas and their mindset and all of that. And you want to take it from where they are to where they're going to be. And that's my passion. That's my number one passion. My favorite thing that I get to do is that development um, of someone who may not have a natural charisma, um, but turn it into conviction. And that's, that's my whole purpose of, of why I do what I do. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. I think that like you brought up the really good point with conviction and how that can like, that really does like make the difference in leaders and the difference and not even just like leading, but also like impacting. Cause I think that you can lead without impacting, but I feel like, yeah, what you're saying about like conviction, like that really does, you know, make that difference for sure. Okay. So next question. Um, what advice do you have for someone who is pursuing leadership or is interested in pursuing leadership, maybe on that cusp of, Oh, I'm not really sure if I should. Um, what advice would you have for them? Mm -hmm. Okay. So first off, learn how to lead yourself. 
um, if you can't lead yourself, then you're not going to be able to lead anyone else. So, so learn gradually how to lead yourself. And that's just taking ownership of, of your own life. Um, every single person is responsible for um, the, the life that you live. And because of that, you can take ownership of that. You can take leadership of your own life. Then you can, you can lead into everything else. So take ownership of your own life, lead yourself, and then get around people that are heading in the direction that you want to be in. Um, John Maxwell has this amazing, amazing leadership point of um, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And that every single, um, every single person will be the, will have the com combined, um, you know, financial wealth, health, and um, spiritual growth of the three people that you spend the most time with. So who do you have around you um, with friends? And it's, it's friends, it's mentors. And then the, the last question is, who are you learning from? So what are you, what are you reading? Um, all leaders are, are readers. And if you're a, a leader and you're not a reader, then you're not reaching your full potential. Um, so identify books that you want to read. Ask, like literally look up top 10 leadership books um, or identify something that you feel like you're missing and then start reading books about that. Um, I, I used to have a problem with complacency where I, I just didn't, I didn't care as much. Um, I didn't have that conviction that I talked about. And then I read, uh, I read Extreme Ownership um, by Jocko Willink and, and Leif Bobbin. I think that's how you say his name. Um, and, and that developed me into, into the leader that I, that I am today. So you, you identify, okay, how well am I leading myself? Because if, if all leaders have to have to follow, have to have followers. And if someone wants to be like, if, if no one would want to have the life that I live or, or live the life that I live or live like I do, then they're not going to follow me. So how do I live my life? And then who do I have around me? Because that's how you learn. That's how you grow. Those are going to be the people that encourage you, challenge you. And then who am I learning from? What mentors am I identifying that I want to be around? What, what books do I need to be reading? What podcasts, what, um, you know, what, what leadership things do I need to be learning? Because it's just putting yourself in a position to test yourself and challenge yourself. Um, and then just open up your capacity and just question like, how much can I grow in this season? And always be asking that, you know, how can I grow more? How can I turn this into something more? Um, and it's going to make a difference. Yeah, I love that. I also totally agree on the whole books thing and reading. I'm actually working on a blog post right now of all my favorite leadership books that I've ever read. Um, and not that anyone can see it, but behind me, I literally have like a huge stack of books on my bookshelf of my to be reads. But um, yeah, no, big, big book fan. We love that. Okay, so somehow that. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was no. going to say somehow that, that, that stack of to be reds just never, never gets smaller. Um, no. <laughs> and it's slightly frustrating. It's like every single time that I read one book, I add two more and it just, it's daunting, but it's I great. know. Well, I tried to give myself some accountability by doing book of the month, which isn't really, it's not as much like professional development, like that kind of thing, but they're just books. And I was like, all right, okay. I'm going to read at least one book a month because I'm going to get a book a month. So I have to like keep up. 
Um, yeah. Spoiler alert. I have not kept up, but, um, and then I go and like, listen to podcasts and I'm like, oh my gosh, like Matthew McConaughey just released like this new book. And I was like, oh no, now I have to like, go read that too. Um, but yeah, we, that to be red pile never, never does get smaller. <laughs> okay. Well, taking kind of more of like a personal turn, I guess, um, what is something that you're working on right now? What's something that's um, exciting for you right now? Okay. So I'm learning a lot. Um, I think part of, part of the life of, you know, just growing and I talked about how do you lead yourself is identifying, you know, what, like, what do you, what, what are you missing out on? Um, so right now I'm, I'm working on a lot of, you know, development for how I think. And, um, I'm listening to a lot of podcasts about, you know, how do you think about your life? How do you think about what you're doing? Um, and one of those is the whole idea of, you know, how do you, how do you think about your time? How do you think about how you're spending it? Um, and there's an amazing podcast about that, about that. That's, um, I believe it's fight, hustle and hurry. Um, and it's by the, by the author, two authors, but one of them wrote the, the ruthless elimination of hurry. And it's so good. Um, I wish I could talk about it for like two hours, but you know, I'm, I'm learning about how do I think about my time? Because I mean, everything comes from, from how you think and the, the perspective that you have on things. And then right now I'm with like the, the visionary aspect of what I'm, what I'm trying to work on um, is I'm working on this, this thing that's within our internship that I want to turn into something that's um, much more solid of, you know, a curriculum, um, which I call a cultural leadership intensive and it really takes someone along the journey of how do you create ownership of your life? Um, how do you develop yourself into a visionary? How do you develop yourself as a leader? So the basically the 18 essential teachings will we'll probably expand it to be a cooler number because I feel like 18 is just like not a cool number. Um, <laughs> but, but developing that out and just thinking, you know, what does it take um, to to the to turn into a leader or turn someone into someone who takes ownership of their own leadership. Um, and I'm thinking about that a lot and I'm asking the question, you know, what kind of people does the world need? Um, not like what do they do, but how do they lead themselves and how do they think about the world? Um, and you know, how do we cultivate that? Because, you know, if we're going to be the, the future leaders of ministry industry, whatever it is, we want to both educate people and then empower them to be able to step into that. Like I, I see a world where every single person um, has a passion and has a purpose and knows why they exist and knows their mission. And because of that, they're able to work together because they see how their mission connects with someone else's. Um, and they have a vision for hope. They have a vision that, you know, people are going to, you know, find something that, that matters to them. Um, they're going to pursue it with everything that they have. And it's just thinking about, you know, how do you lead how do you lead something like that? How do you take people on that journey? So that's what I'm, that's what I'm working on right now. Um, it's slightly daunting, but it's so much fun. Um, I love just thinking, writing, doing all that. Um, and it's an absolute blast. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that'd be so beneficial for people. Something that I really love about like how you take leadership is even like it, when it's being like taught within a certain context, it can be taken like anywhere. Cause I think that, you know, you can teach people to be like good leaders in business or good leaders in, you know, what insert XYZ industry, but 
I think that those like lessons in leadership that really do go like beyond that and can be applied, you know, no matter where you are is like super beneficial. And I think that, Mm -hmm. you know, it creates more of that cohesion between industries and people and communities and which just so awesome. I'm so excited for that. And I will definitely have to hear more about it. Um, and all those things, super exciting. Okay. So where can people find you and connect with you? Okay. So, um, I don't have social media outside of LinkedIn, um, which is, you know, I, I feel like for someone who just owns, you know, the whole social media scape, like you do, like, I feel like that's a cardinal (laughs) sin for me to step in and say that, but, um, I, I love, I love LinkedIn. It's my favorite thing in the world because, you know, it's just people celebrating wins and people talking about, um, ideas and concepts. So I'm on LinkedIn. Um, I mean, if anybody wants to connect with me, um, they may be able to find, find me through, through your connections, but, um, just look me up, Caleb Murphy. I work at Third Lens Ministries. Um, and then, I mean, if you want to follow the work that we're doing at Third Lens, and I, I bring a lot of, you know, leadership teachings um, through our Instagram, through our LinkedIn, th- through things like that, um, that, that's at third underscore lens, um, either that or third dash lens, one of the two. Those I'll have it all linked be- below. I'll have it all linked in the, Beautiful. In the episode notes. Crush it. That's exactly what we want. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how you can connect with me. Yeah. I mean, Hey, LinkedIn is honestly like one of my favorite platforms anyway. Um, cause like you said, it's just like people being like cool sharing ideas. I wish people like more people saw it like that. I think a lot of people are just like, Oh, I only go to like LinkedIn if I want a job, which is just like, so mm-hmm. not true. I think that like just connecting people, like learning about other people's stories is just like so valuable. And so it's like really cool how you, how you get to like see all those different things going on and how people are approaching things and how like, you know, our world is changing in that concept too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. Well, we are going to hop into the rapid fire questions and I am hyped. Caleb, are you ready? Um, as ready as I'll ever be. I'm kind of scared, but this should be fun. Oh, it'll be good. It'll be easy. Okay. Um, first one, what is your favorite John Maxwell book? Oh, today matters or failing yeah. forward. Oh, um, um, failing forward. <laughs> I, go back. Yeah. I was like waiting in the entire episode if you'd like bring something up about um john maxwell because you talked about john maxwell so much <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah okay um favorite project at third lens right now oh mm. Mm. am i allowed to say this um okay so we're doing work with um, my life speaks and in Haiti, um, and they they do amazing work with, you know, do, I mean, there's, there's a lot of unrest over there. Um, but they're really trying to build a community, um, of, you know, development of, you know, how people think about the work that they do, um, creating self-sustaining, um, families and things like that. And they do a lot of work with special, special needs, um, especially because in that culture, those, um, those children are not seen. Um, and if they are seen, they're, you know, pushed away, um, and rejected a lot of times by their families as well. So they do a lot of work, um, a lot of amazing work with the, with that community. And I, I love that project. It's, it's amazing. Oh, incredible. Okay. Next one. Who is your favorite person in the Bible? If you had to pick and no, Ooh. you can't say Jesus. You can't say Jesus. I guess the Trinity is out. Um, yeah, Trinity is out. 
Okay, this is this is personally this this may seem kind of vain, but Caleb, like Caleb and Joshua, <laughs> um, Caleb, I think he's massively underrated, and um, he had to put up with the people who like messed him up for like forty years, and then he did a lot of really cool stuff when he was like a hundred. So, great guy, big fan. <laughs> okay, last one, your go-to coffee order. Mm, okay, either a pour over. Or if I'm feeling a little, uh, if I'm if I'm feeling a latte, I'll go um, a quad shot mocha with oat milk. Ah, uh, yes. Do you have a favorite coffee. oat milk brand? <clears throat> okay. Um, oh, it's not. Oh my gosh, what's it called? I think it's it's not Oatly. There's another one. Oh my gosh. I don't apparently because I can't think of the name. And if you can't think of the name, then you don't really love the brand apparently. That's good. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Oatly just because their branding is absolutely hilarious. Yeah, that's it's true. So funny. Like during like quarantine, they had like a you went to their website and instead of like having all like their products and stuff up, they're like, hey, like we know it's like crazy right now. So like here's a list of like 30 things that our staff loves to do in quarantine. It was, oh, that's awesome. it was, it was hilarious. And some of them had like videos of people like doing the different things. It was so funny. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on the episode, Caleb. This was so good. I know people are going to get so much value out of this. And I know that like, I even learned so much more. I'm um, just from hearing you talk about things you're obviously so passionate about. So I'm super excited for this episode to be out there and people to listen to it. Um, so yeah, is there anything else you want to say before we sign off? Hmm. Keep listening to, to what Rachel has to say. <laughs> that's, that's the goal. Just keep doing it. <laughs> I know, Rachel, thank you so much for, uh, for bringing me on. I've had so much fun and, um, on it. This is, it's, it's really cool to see what, what you're doing and how much you're adding value to people's lives right now. Thank you. Oh my gosh. So sweet. Okay. Awesome. Well, um, we will, that's the end of the interview. So thanks for listening and we'll see you later. That's it for this episode, guys. Y'all just wasn't that so good. Caleb has so much wisdom and I learned something new from him every time I'm just around him. Um, and he is just so great. As always, all of Caleb's information will be linked in the show notes so that you can keep learning from him and learn more about Third Lens. If you loved this episode and want to be updated regarding new episodes, be sure to turn on episode notifications and follow at Hi Friends by Rachel on Instagram to stay in the loop. Have a great rest of your week and I will talk to you next time on Hi Friends, the podcast. Bye, y'all.